Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B. This is chapter 66 and we are right dab in the middle of the dog days of summer. And with that said, uh, I apologize ahead of time if my dogs start making loud noises. They are um, in the room with me and uh, they, I don't know, they're, they're crazy. Um, also, I would like to apologize because last episode... Um, I, uh, which I believe I posted on Seven uh, Eleven. Uh, so hopefully you uh, went and got your uh, free uh, Slurpees at Seven uh, Eleven. Then um, you probably didn't listen to the episode until like the twelfth at the earliest because I didn't post it till late on the eleventh. Um, with that said, at the end of that episode, I did mention that hopefully I would have an episode on the thirteenth. Uh, July 13th. Uh, that didn't happen, unfortunately, because I was uh, too busy and wasn't able to record it. I didn't have enough time. Uh, I came up with the idea uh, to do the episode then way too late. Uh, just there wasn't enough time to record it. So, unfortunately, um, that episode did not get uh, posted uh, or recorded. Um, but luckily, it wasn't specifically aimed at July 13th. 2018 so it definitely will see the light of day at some point and actually at the time uh when i realized oh i wouldn't be able to do it i was like ah no big deal because it's specific to friday the 13th i'm like ah there must be another friday the 13th coming up pretty soon uh but then i looked at the calendar and unfortunately the next friday the 13th is not until september of 2019 so um while the episode will eventually come out hopefully um it probably won't be for another uh, over a year, so uh, have something to look forward to there. Um, it, and this time around, I will record it well ahead of time, so I won't be uh, rushed into trying to squeeze it in. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think, what it's going to be about, but I don't want to give it away too, quite yet because uh, maybe you haven't figured it out. But uh, it is specific to Friday the Thirteenth, so if I released it on another day, kind of wouldn't. Kind of missed the point, uh, but anyways, let's move forward um, and f- get ready for September thirteenth, uh, Friday, September thirteenth, uh, two thousand nineteen, for that. Uh, but uh, going back to uh, the last episode, um, I did make some predictions. So how did I do? Uh, let's find out. Um, the UFC fight night that took place in Boise on uh, September uh, September. I got September 13th, 2019 stuck in my head. All right. Uh, no, actually, this was on um, G- July 14th in Boise, um, Ohio. Boise, Ohio. I- Idaho. Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Sorry. <laughs> Just had a brain fart there. Um, I did okay. What did I do? Eight and five? So that's pretty good. Junior Dos Santos won the big main event. This is so long ago. There's been so many more UFC fights since then. I forget which one this even was. Uh, yeah, Junior Dos Santos uh, won the fight night of the night, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't even really remember. I, I think I watched some of it, if I remember correctly. Although I'm not 100% even sure. Um, the uh, France won the World Cup. Yeah, that's how long ago this was. France won the World Cup. Uh, good for them, I guess. I don't know. Kind of, it was kind of a blowout i guess i don't know um depending on how you consider a blowout in soccer i don't know i think they won four to two was the final maybe 
I don't even remember. There was penalty kicks. There was free kicks. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, France, uh, they won uh, the World Cup. I think they won in 98. Um, possibly, I think. Or maybe that's where they were in 98. I feel like they've won before, like not too long ago. Uh, but anyways, there we go. Moving on. Um, now we get to Extreme Rules, which took place in Pittsburgh on the same day, uh, or and the next day from the UFC, and then the same day as the World Cup on the 15th. Um, it did okay. <laughs> um, there was 12 matches total. I guess I I didn't do great. <laughs> I did. I got six six right and six wrong. Uh, some of these, looking back, don't even make sense. Um given what would happen um, uh, following. Uh, but uh, Andrade, said, Andrade, Andrade Cien Almas uh, beats Sankara, which I think I added after I recorded my episode. I don't quite remember. Uh, but either way, that was pretty. that was a pretty obvious one. The New Day, I had winning the tables match against Sanity, just because why not? But of course, Sanity won... Which, now looking at it, doesn't make any sense. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Um, the B-team uh, beat Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy to win the tag, the Raw Tag titles. Finn Balor beat uh, Constable Corbin. Carmella retained over Asuka uh, to keep the SmackDown women's title. Shinsuke Nakamura won a match against uh, Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title in six seconds. Uh, yeah, he... Uh, the ref wanted to go put the belt, I think, away, and he hit him with a low blow, and then it was academic. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, dog. All right, yeah, dog. Dogs don't like people walking by. They uh, they want to know what they want them to know what's up. Um, anyways, uh, as I was saying, uh, yeah. So Shinsuke Nakamura is the US, won, won the U.S. title. Uh, then Randy Orton came out and attacked Jeff Hardy. Um, but we'll talk about that more later. Uh, Kevin Owens actually won the steel cage match with Braun Strowman uh, in not the best way that you could win a match, I guess. He got thrown off the top of the cage by Braun Strowman, but he escaped the cage first, so he won. Um, The uh, Bludgeon Brothers beat Team Hell No. I thought it was going to be funny to see Team Hell No win, come the tag champions, and then Kane become mayor, which we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, unfortunately it didn't happen, and part of the reason was Kane actually was injured, legit, Uh, he got injured, and um, yeah, so he actually wasn't really in the match for very long, they did a thing before where, you know, they got beat up in the back, and then they weren't sure whether he can come out, and Dana Bryan wrestled most of the match by himself, and then eventually Kane came out, but to no avail as the Bludgeon Brothers won. But I guess Kane was legitimately injured prior to this, so it, uh, in some of his mayoral uh, uh, things, he, he was wearing a cast, so oh well. I don't know how much we'll see of Kane uh, going forward. Um, but again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, then uh, Bobby Lashley beat Roman Reigns because that makes sense given what's happening since, happened since. Why not? Uh, it doesn't. Whatever. 
Uh, Alexa Bliss retained over Nia Jax. Uh, Ronda Rousey got involved. Mickey James got involved. Natalia was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, eventually overcame the odds, and Nia Jax uh, was bested by uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, AJ Styles beat Rusev. Um, nothing really of note in that match. Uh, I guess I don't know. Aiden English kind of got involved. Um, and then interestingly, they went with the uh, Intercontinental Championship for the main event, the 30-minute Ironman match. Uh, it was the first time since 1992, SummerSlam 92, between Bulldog and Bret Hart, that the one-on-one Intercontinental title match was the pa- the main event of the pay-per-view. Uh, and it was the first time since, like, 2001, I think, where the f- match, the main event, had the Intercontinental title on the line. But in that case, it was Undertaker and Kane versus Triple H and Austin and then all the titles are on the line and like a weird triple triple title match or something. If my memory serves me correctly, that was only this that they've only done that twice, I wanna say. Because I remember they did it in like ninety five when it was like Michaels and Diesel against Owen and Yokozuna. And then they did it with this match. Kind of don't, didn't even remember because they were like seventeen. This first time the Intercontinental Championship's been on the line in the main events seventeen years, and I'm like, what the hell was seventeen years ago? Because then they're like, because someone else pointed out it was twenty twenty six years. It had been twenty six years since a one on one match, which was Bulldog and uh, uh, Bret Hart. But um, yeah, but anyways. Um, Dolph Ziggler ended up winning 5-4 to four in overtime. Uh, Drew McIntyre played a huge factor in the match because uh, he, he actually cost Dolph a fall by, an, by disqualification, but that disqualification then helped Ziggler win a couple falls. So there you go. Um, I'm confused. I'm watching Prices Right right now, but I don't have the sound on. They're spinning the wheel, but there's a car there? So you can win a car now by spinning the wheel? I'm confused. Um, anyways, uh, moving on, as we sh- well, as we shall do. Um, what ups? What ups? What ups? What ups? That's my one. What else is going on? Um, okay, so just after my last recording, um, uh, Prime Day came up. That next Monday and Tuesday, I think, or whatever the dates were on that, 16th and 17th, I guess. So, I didn't really, you know, I was going to peruse Prime Day. I didn't really have anything uh, specifically that I was looking for, but I, you know, I always check them out. Last couple years, I've bought a decent amount of stuff because there's been some good deals. This year, there wasn't a ton out there. I ended up getting another... Uh, SD card for my Switch, which was specific to the Switch, even though it's not really specific to the Switch. Um, it was on sale. Technically, I could have gotten just the same generic one for cheaper, but it has a picture of Mario on it. So if I never open it, it will have resale value. But if I do, it's just a standard mini micro uh, SD card. So whatever. But the one I have on the Switch right now is getting kind of full, so I might need one eventually. So figured why why not? Um, but that was the only thing that I really saw that like stood out to me. 
The other thing that kind of stood out to me, and I was like, eh, this, this could be good, was they had an Xbox One S bundle that uh, came with Rare Replay um, for $230, $30, I believe it was. Um, now, I've never had an Xbox. I've never owned an Xbox. I've never really desired to have an Xbox. Pretty much everything that on the Xbox that I wanted to play is also on the PlayStation or the Switch. Um, there's a few games that intrigue me, but I've never been a real big Halo fan. Uh, Gears of War have always intrigued me, but for the most part, um, there's been nothing that's totally been like, I have to get an Xbox for this game. Um, certainly if I had an Xbox, there'd certainly be games I'd want, but there's never, I never felt the need to spend that kind of money to buy one. Uh, so, but it seemed interesting. It was, it was on sale. It's normally 300 bucks. Plus you got a free game. So I'm like, all right, well, that's interesting. That's kind of cool. But it wasn't necessarily, I wasn't going to, I wasn't planning on pulling the trigger on it. Then I happened to be getting these emails from Best Buy and Target and, and other places that, um, you know, ha- had sales going on too because they're like they're trying to counteract the Prime Day, and I'm like, yeah, nothing really great or uh, all that fantastic on any of them. But you know, I checked them out. But the eBay one was was interesting because it was a um, it was what was it? It was um, what was it? I forget what the I forget it actually what it was. It it was like some sort of coupon for a certain percent off or stuff or whatever it was. I, I or, or was it? I forget what the actual. It was it thirty dollars off or something. It was some number off of if you bought something over um, one hundred nineteen dollars, you got a percentage off or something. I forget. I forget how. I forget what it was. Um, but it, it was kind of a good deal if you're buying something that was over $119 because I don't know why $119, but $119. Um, now then I happened to see on the front page of eBay, that same Xbox one S, uh, one terabyte, um, starter bundle. Uh, it didn't come with the rare replay game, but it, it, was the same xbox bundle for the same price 230 dollars without the game though so it's eh. but you don't have to pay sales tax so whatever but my thing was i was like well sometimes with these coupons they don't qualify nothing not everything qualifies so if this was already on sale and it was a kind of like a big you know front page thing maybe it doesn't qualify for this coupon so in order to figure out if it was qualified for the coupon, you had to put it in the basket and then try to apply the coupon. Um, but here's where I, here's where I ran into the problem. Normally, if you go to a uh, item and it's buy it now, it, you can have the the button to buy it now, or there's a button below it just to add to cart. For whatever reason, this didn't have the add to cart button. And I wasn't thinking when I hit the buy, I was like, oh, well, I want to put it in the cart so I can check to see if the coupon works. But then when I hit the buy it now button, I kind of forgot that when you hit the buy it now button, that means you bought it. You can't remove it from your cart. Um, It's just there. Um, 
And while I could have just not paid for it and got like negative uh, review or something like that, and you know, I mean, whatever. I've never gotten a negative review on eBay, so yeah. Um, Want to upstand my my uh, almost well, like eighteen years worth of uh, good buyership or whatever or sellership or whatever. Um, so I kind of bit the bullet. I was like, all right, well, let's let's look at the thing here. So if you take the coupon, the coupon did work, by the way. So that was that was huge. So you take the thing off, blah blah blah, and then I was like, well, I can buy the game separately, and ultimately the the cost of the game would have been the cost of the sales tax, um, anyways. So it's basically getting that for free, um, and you get the thirty dollars off. So ultimately it comes or whatever whatever however much money it was off so ultimately it was a pretty damn good deal um but i wasn't really planning on buying it but i did so now i have an xbox one s which luckily does play some xbox and xbox 360 games not a ton but a decent amount and definitely the games i wouldn't have had otherwise because i didn't have an xbox or an xbox 360 so now i have all the systems in the world uh, well, all the current systems, I guess. I still never have a game. I never got a GameCube. Although I guess the GameCube games could be played on my Wii, but my Wii is kind of broken. But I can play the Wii U games on the Wii U, and I don't know, whatever. I never had a Game Boy Advance either, but I do have the Retron Five. I, whatever. I'm going up the path. So basically, Prime Day, end up getting an Xbox Three Bay. So yeah, there you go. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, TV. Um, the TV category for this uh, month. Ooh, all right. Some stuff went down. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, as I think I mentioned, uh, started on um, the Freeform channel. And it, it, it uh, wrapped up the season. It got renewed for another season. It's a pretty good show. Um, you know, it's Marvel, but it's not like over-the-top Marvel. It's very subtle Marvel. At least to this point, um, they got kind of more using their superpowers kind of towards the end of the season. But, like, it, it it's not quite the Netflix shows, but it's not, it's 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 a lot less superhero-y than the movies. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Runaways um, in that same kind of a vibe. Uh, kind of target audience is maybe more teenagers um i don't know but it was pretty good um i definitely recommend it if you get a chance to check it out um next up um preacher's still going good it, it start it got better it picked up i, I was a little worried the first couple episodes it was a little, a little slow um but the whole and the thing was there was a lot of characters that were in last season that like weren't even featured at all and now finally they've kind of continued some of those stories like eugene and hitler were like a big part of last season and like they weren't even in like the first five episodes of this season but now they finally are involved um they're doing a lot with the vampire side of things this time around which is interesting um but yeah it's definitely a good show definitely check it out uh if you haven't watched the first couple seasons you, you kind of have to go back and watch it you, you can't really if you try to pick it up now you, it's not gonna make any sense 
So, yeah, it's definitely one of those types of shows where you need to watch it from the beginning. Um, uh, so, a few other shows that just started. Uh, Castle Rock on Hulu, which is a Stephen King-ish show. Now, it's not specifically based on any Stephen King uh, novel or anything like that, but it's set in the town where most of Stephen King's books are set. Not all, but a lot. Uh, so there's a lot of references to a lot of the Stephen King books and movies and stuff. Uh, but it's its own separate show and its own separate story. Uh, I mean, obviously Stephen King was involved to it to some degree. Um, but uh, as far as like the story and stuff and like who created it and stuff, it, he wasn't... It's not his story. Um, but it's definitely an interesting show. Um... It's getting to the weird weirdness. Um, it, it's definitely good. I definitely recommend watching it. The, the main crux of the story is that there's this kid or this guy who grew up in the town. He was adopted, and um, some there was some weird incident that happened with him, so we kind of like left town. Um, meanwhile. That Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Prison, I should say, uh, the like warden kills himself. Not that's not really spoilerly. It happens pretty quickly. Uh, but then they find out that he'd been keeping a, uh, a person like hostage in like this wing that was uh, shut down, and he doesn't know who he is, and all sorts of weirdness goes on. And yeah, it starts from there, and it's pretty good. And trying to figure out everyone's story and the backstory and all like all of the stuff that happened, and it's it's getting good. Um, I like it. Uh, the Hulu thing is interesting because like they dropped the first three episodes, but now now it's week to week. But it's like who it's it's weird. It's weird that Hulu uses that kind of uh, model versus like the Netflix or Amazon model, where whole season same day. Um, I don't know. It's weird, but in any event, good show. Um, so, uh, Sinner started. Uh, it's back, uh, second season. Now, it's not really connected so much with the first season. Um, the only real connection is the Bill Pullman a character. He was the cop trying to figure out what happened with Jessica Biel's character, so he's now doing another, um, or helping out with another case, basically, where this kid, um, is on vacation with his parents, I'm trying to stay spoiler-free here, his parents, seemingly, and they end up dead, um, he kills them, poisons them. That's how the show starts. So then we figure out why he poisoned them and what's his situation and all that sort of thing. Uh, and um, yeah, lots of twists and turns so far. It's only only three episodes in, I think, right? So yeah, um, pretty good. It's a good show. I feel like it's it's going down a little different road this year than last year, but it's still good. And Bill Pullman's good. That character is good. I like the character. Um, yeah. Okay. Also, also back. Um, ballers. 
Yeah. Ballers. Fine. Whatever. Entourage, but with sports people and The Rock. It's got The Rock in it, so. Um, yeah. Speaking of The Rock, um, actually, I'll get to the, get to that when I get to movies. But before we get to that, uh, Better Call Saul came back. Better Call Saul, great show. Um, uh, so I don't want to spoil anything, but if you're not if you're not watching Breaking if you're not watching Better Call Saul and you watch Breaking Bad, what is wrong with you? I know it doesn't have quite the um, I don't know uh, mass appeal that Breaking Bad did towards the end because Breaking Bad didn't start off that way and then it caught on. But while people dropped off for Better Call Saul, I don't know because we're finding out a lot of the backstory for a lot of the characters that were heavily involved in Breaking Bad. So it's a really good show, and I don't know why people aren't watching it as much as they should be. I feel like it's getting underlooked, underlooked, underlicked, underlooked. Um, yeah, they did a bit of a delay this year with the season. I feel like it's usually out earlier in the year, but um, and it didn't uh, didn't qualify for the Emmys. Uh, so. Uh, Emmy, we'll talk about the Emmys probably next episode. Um, didn't really plan on talking about it today. There's so much stuff, other stuff going on. Um, but yeah, uh, and I don't, I, I don't know when they are. The look, I'll just double check. But we'll talk about them later. Um, so yeah, Better Call Saul back second, uh, uh, fourth season, I believe. Uh, some changes happening. Stuff's kind of getting good, leading towards where we're where we know things go at least. Uh, but there's also the side, like kind of like forward story that they that they always dive into a um, little bit more. Little we got a little bit more about that, so that that's always interesting too. To see where Saul ended up. Um, so yeah, if you're not watching that, check that out. Also. A little interesting thing was uh, I was watching Better Call Saul for Monday, and or no, no, I was watching The Preacher from Monday or from Sunday. I apologize. All AMC stuff. I I forget which show was which, um, or which show was I was watching. Um, So Fear of the Walking Dead came back this Sunday. I don't even know where it is. I think it's like the second half of the third season, maybe? Or fourth season? I don't even know. I kind of stopped. I kind of gave up on it. I couldn't keep track of it and follow it. and It just wasn't as interesting as The Walking Dead, which in and of itself has become less and less interesting. Um, but the interesting thing to note about this was they had The Walking Talking Dead afterwards. And Chris Hardwick's back. Um, so if you're not familiar with that story, so basically his ex-fiance or whatever, um, came out and said all these horrible things about him and everyone kind of freaked out because, you know, that's the, where we live now. The, that's the, the society we live in now when people come out and say people did horrible things or all, everyone's like, oh crap, uh, maybe they did do that because, you know, in some instances, Bill Cosby, um, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, you know, all the things end up, you know, being true. In this case, it was one person saying one shit. I'm sorry. I apologize. One person saying stuff about someone else. And then it comes down to he said, she said. And, of course, her friends are backing her up. His friends are backing him up. There wasn't really any evidence. There was not. There was no other victims that came forward. So, ultimately, it was kind of like, well, what do you do in this situation? 
And ultimately, they just kind of decided, okay, well, um, we're going to let him back on the show. So, he's back. Um, I I don't think they've said anything about whether The Wall was coming back, that NBC show that he was on. He hasn't brought his podcast back yet. He hasn't done an episode in a while, or since that, since before that whole thing went down. Um, so I don't know, but uh, yeah, Chris Hard worked back on Fucking Dead. So there you go. Um, all right, now like I said, The Rock. I did finally watch Rampage. I still haven't seen the Skyscraper, but I did finally watch Rampage. And while I can't say I loved the movie. I guess it kind of did a good job of taking a video game from 35 years ago and and turning it into a movie or however long ago the video game came out. Why? Why is still a big question. I still don't understand why this was a movie. Uh, but, you know, you have a giant gorilla, a giant uh, fox, and a lizard dinosaur-y thingy. Okay, cool. And they're mutated and destroying buildings. Yeah, and the rock's gonna save the day. Cool. Alright. And the gorilla, I guess, is sort of a good guy. Whatever. I don't know. It was fine. It's just, I mean, it was kind of just whatever. Mindless entertainment, I guess. But, uh, hey, listen. Works, it works. And it sort of worked. It did okay. Uh, certainly better than Skyscraper, at least in the United States. Although Skyscraper has done actually very well outside of the United States. Um, in the United States, not so much. Um, but uh, anyways, I also watched um, A Quiet Place. I finally, finally finally got around to watching A Quiet Place. This was kind of the big, um, you know, surprise um, horror film hit of the of the winter uh similar to get out last year and split the year before um right that was the year before, or whatever that was get out and split kind of kind of this is kind of falling in that mold of that um i thought it was good but i didn't think it was great uh john krasinski uh directed and starred in the film he actually wrote it i think or helped write it i believe um and it's kind of weird because no one talks for most of the movie, so you're doing you're reading a lot of subtitles and stuff. They use sign language and whatever. Um, you know, it, it's a, a suspense movie is more than a horror movie. I would say, uh, if I had to clear, you know, I had to put it in like a category. It's more suspenseful than it is uh, scary. Um, but ultimately, I think it was pretty good. I, I mean, I don't know. You, I don't think you can do. You can't really do a sequel. I mean, not to ruin it, but I don't know. The sequel doesn't really work. I don't think. Um, but they'll. I mean, given how much money it made, they'll 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 find a way. They'll find a way to get a sequel out of this somehow. I think. Uh, we'll see though. I don't know. Hmm. Ultimately, yeah, decent. Um, another movie I just recently watched was Truth or Dare. Um, what can I say about this movie? Um, I don't know what the hell this is. It's dumb. It was dumb. It was dumb. I mean, I get, I get kind of see, I kind of got 
I understood kind of what they were trying to do. But ultimately, the ending was just so stupid. And it just, like, was like, what the hell's the point of all this? It reminded me a little bit of It Follows, but just on, like, a really terrible, like, scale. Like, a terrible version of It Follows in... In in the sense of what the what the storyline was, but you know, not not an execution by any means. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was dumb. Uh, moving on. So yeah, that's the only movies I watched uh, recently. Um, I have a few on my list that I'm going to watch. I think, but I haven't gotten around to it. Um, music. Um, so I did see a couple couple of concerts since my last recording uh saw the Foo Fighters at Fenway uh back in July and then just recently I saw Billy Joel um at Fenway as well uh the Foo Fighters show reminded me a lot of the last Foo Fighters show only difference was Dave Grohl was um not in a cast in our wheelchair thingy he he was healthy and running around the stage Pretty much, that was the only difference. Uh, you know, they played pretty much all the same songs uh, for the most part, and pretty much, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's pretty similar. Uh, you know, I, and listen, I like Foo Fighters. I really enjoy Foo Fighters, but they put on the same show every night for the most part. And except changing up a few songs here and there, they put on the same show at pretty much year to year uh you know not that it's bad it's definitely fun and and whatever but you know uh they added a couple of new new some of their newer songs from their new album or whatever uh but uh yeah i don't know uh but not adding new songs to his new album because he hasn't had a new album in 25 years it was billy joel and while i had seen billy joel once before it was with elton john and it was that weird thing where they do the face-to-face thing and they play each other's songs with each other this one was just billy joel so i kind of was looking forward to it although i thought he was going to play longer than he did um seemed a little shorter than i was expecting not that it was bad i mean it was definitely he played most of you know the songs i wanted to hear so it's not like you know he played his whole new album and he didn't play any old stuff no he played plenty of the old stuff um because that's all he has um no, it was it was fun. It was a good show. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, again, Foo Fighters, Billy Joel at Fenway. I mean, I'd seen Foo Fighters at Fenway before, um, but if they come back around, I might skip it. You know, I've seen it. Uh, Billy Joel, again, good show, but, you know, I've seen it. There it is. Um, but let, let me backtrack just a tiny bit. Um, the Foo Fighters... Uh, at Fenway, uh, did see them, uh, but the, the so interestingly, uh, so I've been in this thing on watching old wrestling, and I'm about 20 years behind. <laughs> I mean, that was the point. I started watching, you know, the Nitros and Raws and and whatnot um, for the Monday Night Wars or whatever, um, and pay per views and whatever on the network. And so they recently, or not not too recently, but they added Thunder not too long ago. So I got to the point where thunder started so now i've been watching thunders so recently a couple weeks ago i was watching this episode of thunder 
Um, and I'd watched the raw, uh, the Nitro, and then I wa- moved on to Thunder. And Raven came out and had the U.S. title belt. And they were like, oh, something happened on MTV last night, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. And I vaguely remember this from back in 20 years ago. But, like, the cons- the the connections of it are like just, like, the thought process of this 20 years ago today is just crazy. So it was on MTV Live, which, if you're not familiar with MTV Live, it was the precursor to TRL Live. So TRL Live basically took over MTV Live, but it was on earlier. So like TRL was basically like on right after school. It was aimed more at like you know teenagers, obviously coming you know and probably college kids too. But like right after school, like you come home, you watch TRL. MTV Live a little before that was a little aimed, I guess, at a little bit older of an audience because it was it was on like later. It was on like five or six, I think. Um, so it was after work crowd more so than just after school crowd. Um, Carson Daly was the host. So they cut to Carson Daly and they show the, the clip. So Carson Daly's interviewing DDP who had the U S title and he they were showing the new stuck mojo video because he was somehow friends with them, which ultimately led to Fozzie, which is a funny story in and of itself. But, um, uh, I don't know if it led to Fozzie, but it's funny seeing the guys from Stuck Mojo on WCW and then Chris Jericho as well, and now they're in Fozzie. Um, but yeah, so Carson Daly is interviewing DDP, and sitting right next to him on the couch is Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters, and then they cut to Raven on like the screen, and he's complaining, he's like, oh, you got the Foo Fighters, and you're interviewing DDP, and you interviewed Matthew McConaughey, and I'm like, wait, Matthew McConaughey was on this too? But what about me? What about Raven? And then, like, it cuts out, and then all of a sudden, Raven's standing behind DDP and hits him over the head with a stop sign, which freaks Dave Grohl the hell out. (laughs) And he flips out, and he's like, whoa, what the hell's going on? And it's just weird to me. It's like, did no one tell Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins that the guy was going to hit DDP overhead with a stop sign, like, and maybe be prepared for it. If not, he did a pretty good. If they did tell them, and they were just acting, pretty good acting job. If not, I, I'm surprised there wasn't more swearing <laughs> or something. But um, yeah, it was really weird to see that. Um, just given, you know, here we are, 20 years later, and Foo Fighters and Matthew McConaughey on uh, MTV Live. I, I can't remember the last time Foo Fighters were on MTV or. Matthew McConaughey would have been on MTV, um, even Carson Daly for that matter, <laughs> or DDP and Raven for 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 sure. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So, but also speaking of Fenway Park, see these segues are working great today. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Um, so the Red Sox are doing really well. They lost last night, unfortunately, but they've been killing it lately uh they are i think they're 10 games ahead of the of the yankees at the moment because i'm pretty sure the yankees lost last night too um what the hell um well we got some breaking news that i'll talk about in a minute um or maybe breaking news i don't know so anyways uh what was i looking at yes 
the standings. Um, yes, the Red Sox are 10 games above the Yankees. So they're looking in pretty good shape. Um, the one thing that kind of worries me, and I guess we'll find out more so next week because the Red Sox will finally play the Cleveland Indians. They haven't played them all year. The Cleveland Indians are winning the Central, but they are like well behind everyone in terms of like if they I mean if they were in the east they'd be in third place if they're in the west they'd be in fourth place or tied for third place I guess uh but they're easily winning their division running away with it um but the problem here is the Red Sox are going to play the winner of the the wild card game which will be most likely the Yankees and either Oakland or Seattle um who are I mean, Seattle, right? Seattle and the Indians are basically tied, but Oakland and the Yankees are both better records than Cleveland. And then the Astros are just going to play Cleveland. And it's like, well, wait a minute. How do, I don't know if that makes sense because the Yankees are presumably A's or potentially a better team than the Indians, but yet the Astros, who are the worst team than the Red Sox, would then play the Indians, yeah, it's it's weird, it's weird. But anyways, I mean that's just the way it is, I guess. But um, yeah, so I think it's easy, it's pretty easy to assume that the Red Sox would be at least be in the playoffs, uh, probably win the division. Um, there's still plenty of time to go, but uh, it, it'd be quite a collapse for them to fall down uh, from the ten game lead at this point in the season. Not that we haven't seen similar things happen in the past. 2000, um, was that 2010, 2011? 2011, I think. Rings a bell. Um, but anyways, um, also the preseason football, yay, started. Um, so start getting your fantasy leagues together. Uh, that will probably be my next episode, maybe. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, Patriots. I have no wide receivers. <laughs> Not sure who Tom Brady's going to throw to other than uh, Gronk uh, and Chris Hogan. Edelman's out for the first four games. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Rematch of the Super Bowl tonight. Patriots and Eagles. Uh, who cares? Preseason. I think Brady might play a little bit, though. So, we'll see. Um yeah, that's all I got on the sports front. Um, all right, let's um, let's move on to the wrestling portion of the show, which will probably take up most of this episode because um, we got a lot of stuff going on. It is time for the biggest party of the summer, or as some people call it, the biggest event of the summer, or the biggest. I guess. Well, I guess that makes sense given that. Um, you know, a party's a party, but an event can be anything. It can even be a party. So, like, you know, get, get all your bases covered. So, because, like, if it's not really a party and it's just sort of, like, a casual, like, um, maybe soiree, then that covers it. Event covers soiree. Event covers, uh, par- party. Event covers soiree. Uh, shindig. Um, um whatever event covers everything so it's the biggest event of the summer biggest party of the summer biggest party event of the summer biggest 
party planning committee event of the summer. Uh, whatever. It, 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 it is what it is. Um, and that's SummerSlam coming up this weekend, but we also have NXT. But before we get to that, before we get to those things, a couple other things to note. Um, so, in this kind of kind of connects to to this weekend, and not necessarily this weekend, but specifically uh, WrestleMania weekend. So here's the thing: um, WWE has been doing the Barclays for SummerSlam for this is the fourth year in a row, and they also do Raw, SmackDown, blah blah blah. Um, but next year they're doing a WrestleMania in New York again. And the last time they did WrestleMania in New York, they um, they had the Hall of Fame at Madison Square Garden. They NXT wasn't a thing yet, or not didn't have takeovers yet, so they didn't have that. But they had the Hall of Fame at Madison Square Garden. Um, WrestleMania was at MetLife, and I believe Raw was at the Barclays. I want to say I could be wrong though. It might have been at um, was uh, um, Meadowlands still open then? It might have been Meadowlands actually. I don't. Either way, and then I don't know where SmackDown was, but that's not the point. So this time around, they're going to MetLife, but everything else is ha- happening at the Barclays. So Hall of Fame, NXT, Raw, SmackDown—they're all happening at the Barclays, which is like okay enough already like you're doing summers all these events from SummerSlam there and now you're doing all the events around wrestlemania there too that's a little overkill um not to mention you're also having the women's evolution pay-per-view which we'll talk about in a second in long island still new york guys like you gotta move out of new york some at some point um which you know again they flip-flopped tlc and and um well they didn't flip-flop they just moved tlc to december and got rid of night of champion or class champions or whatever and just got rid of that whole pay-per-view that was supposed to be in boston and then they added the evolution pay-per-view that week after in new york and it's like what the hell um but also um they have that australia pay-per-view coming up too which we'll we'll talk about that later but they did announce a couple matches for that um Undertaker and Triple H, and then John Cena and Kevin Owens. Sounds like it's going to be very similar to the greatest, the greatest, uh, the greatest Royal Rumble uh, thing that they had in uh, Saudi Arabia or whatever. It's going to be kind of basically just a house show-ish uh, thing, but this time they'll have women because like, they'll be in Australia, not Saudi Arabia. So. But we get the Evolution pay-per-view. I don't know if that's a make-up for the Saudi Arabia thing or not. Or if they just wanted to do it to try it out. I don't know. But either way, um, that wasn't the point to all I was saying. The point to what all I was saying was, so nothing is happening at Madison Square Garden in terms of WWE for, Hall, for WrestleMania weekend. So Ring of Honor and New Japan decided, okay, well, what if we do something there? And I guess they initially wanted to do something at some other point and, and went to them. And then it was kind of a back and forth. And I don't know, Vince McMahon kind of put the, put the kibosh on that, if you believe everyone. But then MSG was kind of like, well, whatever. If they're not going to come here for WrestleMania, we have open dates. So 
New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor decided, you know what, we're going to do a show there, WrestleMania weekend. So it's actually the Saturday night, which is the same as uh, NXT TakeOver. So that'll be interesting. Um, it'll probably be on the Ring of Honor <clears throat> um, service or New Japan Pro Wrestling service or Fight TV, which seems to begin jumping in stuff because they're going to be covering All In on September 1st, um, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, so they went on sale, sold out right away. Um, yeah, pretty... Um, Pretty interesting uh, uh, um, circumstances there. Uh, turn of events, I guess, is what you would say. So yeah, if you're so, but it'll be the first non WWE wrestling event in Madison Square Garden in I don't even know how long. <laughs> really, really long time. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. Um, speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling. The G1 Climax uh, took place, uh, the finals took place, I should say, over the weekend, uh, this past weekend. You know, if you're not familiar with the G1 Climax is, it's a month-long tournament um, that New Japan has, and the winner ultimately gets the title shot at Wrestle Kingdom, which is always confusing because the champion is in the G1 Climax. I guess you never know. Because whoever wins, if they are the champion, could lose the championship and then get their match, get their um, match rematch at Wrestle Kingdom, I guess. But uh, also, it's a month-long thing. So it's like if your champion's not involved in it, what the hell is your champion doing? Um, so, but in any event, um, so it came down to the final two nights. So there's two blocks of ten wrestlers, and uh, they each wrestle each other, and then it comes down to... Whoever gets the most points, then the top two points getters um, end up fighting in the fights. Somehow, some way, maybe because it's pro wrestling and it's predetermined, it came down to the last night for both blocks. But uh, both situations was kind of weird because it was like the the two guys in the finals were in it, and then there was a guy in the match before that could have won it. But if the guy who won the match before won, it would eliminate someone in the final match. So, of course, in both those scenarios, so the night one, so for instance, night one, um, Jay White was fighting Evil. Evil was out of it, but Jay White, if he won, and then, um, if he won, and then Okada won over Tanahashi, then Jay White would have won. But if Jay White had won, then Okada had nothing to fight for. So it was kind of like, well, what the hell is the point of that? But in that scenario, then, Jay White lost. So he was out of it. So then it came down to Okada and Tanahashi. But they wrestled to a draw. But Tanahashi was ahead on points, so he ended up winning the block. On the other side of things, Naito and... Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I forget what the point system was, but Sabre Jr. was already out of it because of tiebreakers. He couldn't get in. Naito, if he won, he needed Omega to lose. Omega was fighting Ibushi. But if he won 
and then Abushi won, then Abushi had nothing to. You know, so it was the same scenario basically. Ultimately, though, in that one, Abushi Naito lost and Abushi did win, so Abushi won the tiebreakers and ended up winning the block, and it came down to Tanahashi and Abushi, and Tanahashi wins. <laughs> Which is just confusing, too, because they've been building up this whole Kenny Omega Abushi thing for like months and months and months, and then you're just going to have Omega fight Tanahashi at Castle Kingdom, because why not? Um, some people say that the reasoning behind that was because Abushi is not actually signed with New Japan. He just kind of works on a on an appearance basis. So they didn't want to put their eggs in that basket if he, let's say, decided to sign with WWE tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, I guess I can understand that. But the, 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 the booking scenario of that just didn't make any sense. It's like, okay, Omega versus Tanahashi, that's cool and all. But it's like the story was Abushi and... Omega, and you just had Abushi beat Omega to set up the reasoning for the championship match, even though they're partners. And then it's nope, Tanahashi. Okay, sure, why not? Um, so there you go. I mean, it was pretty good. Um, I'm sure Dave Meltzer gave it 20 billion stars, but he was too busy uh, fat shaming Peyton Rice to pay attention. I guess I don't know. I don't want to get into that story. It's just. Twitter, Twitter people, people on Twitter talking a lot of Twitter stuff. Um, yeah, all right. Let's, so let's move on. So talk about Kane. Kane did win. He's the mayor now of Knox County, or the mayor elect. I don't think he takes office until might be September first. I'm not actually 100 percent sure, um, but pretty soon. So I, I don't think we'll see him wrestling anytime soon. Um, he may make an appearance here or there, especially if they're in Tennessee. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, don't foresee him doing much, uh, wrestling or getting involved in too many angles. Uh, I think Team Hell No is pretty much dead for now. Um, so yeah. Um, and unfortunately some sad news, uh, a bunch of sad news to report. Um, and I'm not talking about Aretha Franklin, who I just saw, uh, passed away, unfortunately. Um, although she was heavily involved in wrestling as well. WrestleMania 3 saying, um, America Beautiful. And speaking of WrestleMania 3, um, Jim Neidhart was at WrestleMania 3. Um, and he unfortunately passed away a couple days ago. Um, he's of course part of the Hart Foundation. Um, and, uh, with Bret Hart and Jimmy Hart and, uh, all the hearts. Um, and of course then in the, in the later years he was the new foundation with Owen Hart. And then he was in the Hard Foundation from the 90s with Davey Boy. Oh, boy. Owen Hart, Davey Boy, Brian Pillman, and Bret Hart. Jesus. Wow. Bret Hart's the only one still left in that group. Ah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So, that was unfortunate. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was interesting because it happened... I think it happened on... It must have been Monday because... Natalia was supposed to fight um, Alexa Bliss on Raw, and uh, obviously that didn't happen. And Ronda Rousey came out and said, "Yeah, Natalia's not fighting tonight because uh, her dad died." And um, then brought out uh, Ember Moon. But yeah, so that's unfortunate. Also at WrestleMania three, uh, Nikolai Volkov, I believe him and Iron Sheik fought the Killer Bees. 
I want to say they did a backstage segment with Steve Allen, I believe, if I'm I'm remembering the correct WrestleMania. Um, Yeah, Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik defeated the Killer Bees by disqualification, which is interesting. That they won by disqualification. Interesting. Also, Nightheart, uh, if I didn't mention before, Nightheart. Oh, Jesus, wow. Nightheart and Bret Hart uh, with Jimmy Hart. No, da- well, well, Jimmy Hart was in the corner, but with Danny Davis uh, beat the Bulldogs and Tito Santana. So, yeah, Bulldog and Nightheart always uh, connected there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, wait, was that, so, did I get that right about Steve Allen? Maybe not. That, that might have been a different WrestleMania. I just quite sworn it was, I don't know. Let's see, Steve Allen was also dead, unfortunately. Um, Iron Sheik. Okay, so no. Um, so that, that wasn't, oh, come on. That wasn't that WrestleMania. Uh, that was WrestleMania 6, actually. It was the Bolsheviks. It wasn't, it wasn't Iron Sheik and, um, yeah. All right, anyways, regardless of that, so a lot of people from WrestleMania 3 are dead, basically. That was the, was the, uh, was the, uh. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, also, um, another wrestler named Brickhouse Brown, who I'd never really heard of. I guess he fought a lot in the South uh, during the 80s, I guess. Um, he passed away. And then the kind of the bigger shocker one, uh, Brian Christopher. Uh, he'd ran into some legal trouble, ended up in jail. And then hung himself in jail. Um, there's a lot of uh, questions surrounding it regarding how this happened, first of all. And some questions as to whether or not he actually did it himself um, or was killed. I guess he had some run-ins with some guys in, in prison prior to this happening. So Jerry Lawler has some uh, very uh, questionable uh is very questionable of the whole situation, but who knows? Who knows how it will play out? But ultimately, uh, Brian Christopher did pass away, and uh, Grandmaster Sexay, as he was called, um, in the Too Cool uh, era. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, he passed away as well. Yeah, tough times, tough times. Um, but congratulations to Kane, um, and condolences to everyone else. Uh, speaking of breaking news, as I said earlier, um, Aretha Franken did die. That was breaking news. Um, but there's also some breaking news on ESPN.com about Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, loving WWE more than I ever thought I would. I don't know if this is really news. It's more of just she's hyping up SummerSlam and talked to ESPN about it. And the video game, apparently, too. 
But ultimately, they're saying she may stick on longer than she originally planned. Although, I don't know what her deal actually was. I'm not sure how long it was for. But anyways, um, yeah, okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's move it on. Uh, move it on to NXT. Uh, talk about TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Um, and what's going on with all that. All right, let's move it on. All right, so I guess we'll just talk about these guys as we go through them. Uh, so starting us off um, at the beginning, uh, we will start with the uh, Velveteen Dream taking on EC3. Um, so more or less, uh, I don't know, this one's kind of, this, one, this feels a little weird. Uh, so Velveteen Dream was like, oh, EC3, you're really cool. And EC3 is like, yeah, I know, but like, I think you're mocking me, so I don't like you. And he's like, no, I thought you were cool. And then he's like, oh, come check out my house and I won't throw you in the pool. And EC3 is like, well, okay, but I'm going to throw you in the pool. And then let's wrestle. I don't I have no idea. Um, but it could be a pretty good match. Um... I don't know. I don't know how to go with here. I kind of, I kind of, eh. I kind of want to say Velveteen Dream. But ultimately, I think EC3 is going to get the win. <clears throat> All right. Next up, we have the Undisputed Era of Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong defending their tag titles against Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven, a rematch um, uh, from. Well, it was a rematch from the rematch of the rematch, actually. <laughs> so basically, uh, Trent Seven and and uh, Tyler Bate won the tag titles at the NXT UK special thing they had. And then Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong had a match with them on the next NXT show, which they won... To get their rematch for the titles, which they won, and now uh, Mustache Mountain is getting their rematches for the title. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going on with this UK NXT thing. I think they filmed some episodes already, but it's kind of going to be one of those things where I feel like it's gonna they're just gonna film a whole bunch of episodes for like whatever. I don't know when it's actually supposed to start airing, but. It's just going to be well in advance. And so that doesn't necessarily mean they can't be in NXT, NXT. But I kind of feel like they'll move away from NXT, NXT and be more involved in that. So with that said, I think the Undisputed retain the titles. So yeah. Um, all right, next up you have... Adam Cole defending the NXT North American Championship against Ricochet. Um, not much to this storyline-wise. Basically, Ricochet just like, I want the title. And Adam Cole's like, no, I'm, I'm going to keep the title. So, let's fight. Um, yeah, so, you know, this, this is a tough one. It's kind of a toss-up because I feel like either of these guys if they don't win this, could move up. But if they do win this, I feel like they're going to stay with this title. 
and Adam Cole's had it for a bit since WrestleMania, so I feel like it's time for him to kind of step it up and move up. Ricochet, I think, could have a little bit of a run with this um, before he moves up to, say, the NXT Championship. So I, I think Ricochet is going to win this. All right. Um, okay. Um, so next up, we have the women's uh, title from Shayna Baszler is defending the NXT Women's title against Kyrie Zane in a rematch. Well, they've fought a couple times, but this is a rematch, sort of, of the Mae Young. I mean. It is. It's a rematch of the Mae Young final from um, last year, but they've fought since then. Um, this, you know, I I don't really know the plan is long term for either of these uh, women, um, but obviously one of them's going to win and stay in NXT, and one of them's going to lose and potentially stay in NXT or go up to WWE. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I just, I don't know, I don't know that Shayna Baszler's ready to lose this yet. I think she's going to win. Um, yeah, and then in the main event of the evening for the NXT Heavyweight Championship, or whatever it's called, uh, NXT Championship. It is going to be Tommaso Ciampa defending against Johnny Gargano in a last-man-standing match for the NXT Championship. Now, how the hell did we get here? Because Aleister Black was the champion at the last uh, NXT TakeOver. Um, so, and this is a kind of weird thing. So, obviously, Chima, you know, Tommaso Ciampa beat Johnny Gargano. Uh, the last, uh, the last, uh, what was it, the street fight? Chicago street fight. Aleister Black retains over Lars Sullivan, I think he fought. Um, so to me, Tommaso Ciampa's like, all right, I'm done with Johnny Gagano. I want to fight Aleister Black for the championship. And they did a series of tapings, and that was leading up to the next series of tapings, which was going to be the next episode, which they were going to have their match. Now, here's one of the things that kind of annoys me about when stuff gets... Um, uh, pre-taped, as it were. So, WWE announced that they didn't say what happened, but they specifically said something major happened at the NXT tapings. Okay, so you're advertising to me that next week's show is going to have Tommaso Ciampa versus Aleister Black for the NXT Championship, and then the next day, after that episode, or after the week's previous episode, the next day was the tapings, then you're telling me something major happened. What could it possibly be? It's like, why why even say that? You're just basically spoiling it without spoiling it. So yes, Tommaso Ciampa did beat uh, Aleister Black for the NXT Championship on NXT television. Uh, Johnny Gargano came out to interfere and help uh, Aleister Black, or not really help Aleister Black, but just make sure that Tommaso Ciampa didn't win. And of course, what happens? He hits... Aleister Black in the head with the belt, and Tommaso Ciampa wins. Um, so, 
initially that was going to set up the rematch of Aleister Black for Tommaso Ciampa at NXT TakeOver, but then Johnny Organa kept getting involved, so he made it a triple threat. But then real life, real life came into play and Aleister Black tore his groin, and he's going to be out for a couple months, I guess. Um, so then they played up an injury angle, which was kind of weird and interesting, and I don't know where they're going to go with this, but they did this thing where, like, so William Regal just announced the um, um, the triple threat match on, on the end of one of the episodes. But then in an exclusive interview on WWE.com, they talked about, oh, why he made this match and whatever. But of course, this was taped well later <laughs> because that, that the groin injury hadn't happened yet when they did the tapings. Uh, so... Uh, the referee comes over, or like some or someone comes over, is like, oh, we, we need some." There's like an issue going on in the parking lot. You need idea. So that as he's walking out the parking lot, the bunch of wrestlers are kind of like just around, and then Alistair Black laid it out. And then there's a couple other different camera angles that they had. So basically, every single NXT wrestler was somehow in the vicinity of what happened to Alistair Black, even though somehow none of them saw what actually happened. So it's kind of a whodunit type of thing. The last time they tried this um, was with Hideo Tommy. And Kevin Owens was just walking by and just said, that sucks. And then, But nothing ever came of that because Hideo Tommy ended up being out for like eight, three years, it felt like. Uh, I don't think Aleister Black's supposed to be out that long, so this could definitely become something. Um, uh, where it goes, I don't know. But uh, anyone's everyone's a suspect. Any and everyone is a suspect. Uh, but... Then, here we go. So what happens in this match? Last man standing match. I feel like they needed to make it something else because, you know, they already had an unsanctioned match and then a street fight. And now, okay, last man standing match. That's good progression, which is something they didn't do with SummerSlam, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, I think Chomp is still going to win because I don't think the plan ever was to give Gargano the title this quickly. I feel like this kind of just ended up happening due to the injury with Black. Um, so ultimately I feel like, I feel like Ciampa Cole might end up being the main event for the next, uh, for the next, uh, NXT TakeOver in, uh, in November or whatever it's going to be. Although, um, I would say Gargano Ricochet would be a cool match to have at, uh, that too. Not as the main event, but for the NXT North American title or something? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. But I do think Tommaso Ciampa will win this match and retain the title. And if I can hit the thing, I can write it in. All right. Um... Okay, so that's going to do it for NXT TakeOver. It should be good. It takes place Saturday, August 18th at the Brooklyn Barclays Center. Um, so check it out on the, on the WWE Network, exclusively on the WWE, yeah, exclusively on the WWE Network. Um, I think you can get it for free if you're a first-time subscriber, so check that out. Uh, it should be fun. It should be good. Um, I think that, I mean... A lot of people said Gargano Ciampa's second match wasn't as good as the first one. Some people said it was better. I don't know, but they're going to have to step it up again and do a third one. And hopefully they can uh, step and uh, 
hopefully they can outperform their previous two. Um, Cole Ricochet should really be good. Bazer's Rain will be fine. Stop it. Dogs are barking at people. Um, Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Air. I got five stars last time out, so no reason to think that won't be good. And EC3 Velocantine Dream should be interesting. <laughs> All right, so yeah, there we go. All right, now before we get to the biggest party of the summer or event of the summer or biggest partying event of the summer, SummerSlam, I do have a Slam Crate to open. This is the July one. Uh, I held it off until the biggest party event uh, planning session party, planning party party planning session event, party event session of the summer. Or whatever they're calling this, this uh, SummerSlam fantastical ride journey voyage event session party um, this summer. Yeah, uh, but I do have the Slam Crate. Uh, I will be opening it up in just a moment um, before I get to my thoughts and predictions on SummerSlam. Uh, I don't quite remember what the theme was. I think it gave a little hint on the last one. I think there was, um, I want to say it was a Braun Strowman thing that they teased, the little, like, I think the uh, the new, uh, unless I got that last time, I don't even remember at this point. It was quite a long time ago that I opened the um, the uh, last Slam Crate, um, but I think there was a Braun Strowman thing. I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's open it up. It's a weird, it's a different design box. It's a little longer than normal. I don't know if that dictates what's in here but uh we shall see in a moment <clears throat> okay uh let's take a picture for the archives i will hopefully post it oops what did i do i didn't mean to do that um i'll take a picture for the archives which hopefully i will post uh sooner rather than later but no promises there because i always forget to post these stupid things honestly I don't even remember if i posted the last one yet i think i did Alright, so opening up, the box has Braun Strowman, Undertaker, Andre the Giant, and Alexa Bliss for reference. So, I'm guessing the box has something to do with Giants. That would seem to be the uh, theory here, since Alexa Bliss was just for reference. And they have like a, kind of like the height measurement thing. Yeah, so first off, right up the top, there is a Undertaker shirt. <clears throat> Pretty cool looking. It says Undertaker at the bottom, has like a silhouette of him with the crows flying behind him, and it's like a casket design on the back, uh, around, uh, nothing on the back, well, decent, decent little shirt, there is the Braun Strowman, um, um, action figure collectible, adult collectible, not a toy, slam stars, whatever the, they are, um, that they've had in pretty much every box since like the first one. And then there is a blanket? Um, looks like an Andre the Giant blanket. I'm not 100% sure what this is. I'll be quite honest. Um, yeah, it looks like a police blanket. That is actually pretty cool. And I'm going to totally fold this back up the wrong way. And it's just got Under the Giant on it. And it's like 
It's the height measurement thing again. Looks like it's got it on both sides. Or maybe not. Maybe that's just the back of it. Yeah, nice little uh, fleece blanket. Or whatever it is. I don't know if it's fleece necessarily, but faux fleece maybe. Um, but yeah, cool. I mean, not exactly the perfect time of the year to be having a blank, needing a blanket, but uh, cool nonetheless. Uh, so yeah, that'll go along with the uh, Roddy the Roddy Piper beach towel I think I got. But that was in like December. I don't know. Whatever. All right, what else is in here? There is the WSW World Championship belt thing. If you remember last time, I got the thing that said WSW World Championship belt, but it was like a tag title or something, if I remember correctly. So, uh, yeah, they fixed that up. Uh, they actually have the WCW World Championship, although it clearly says WWE at the top of it. I mean, it's that old big gold belt design, but it clearly at the top of it says WWE, so it's the World Heavyweight Championship, even though it's the same design belt that they use for the WCW World Championship and the NWA World Championship before that. And then there is some sort of million dollar... It's got like a million dollar man like belt symbol thing. It's like some sort of box. I don't know what this is. Uh, we will open it up and see. It's a nice little box though. Whatever it is. And it is... If I can open this, which maybe I can, maybe I can't. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Um, it looks... Oh, it's a money clip. Of course it's a money clip. Why wouldn't it... What else would it be? It's a money clip. It's a million dollar belt money clip. That's actually pretty cool, too. Um, I, never, I, I use a wallet, not a money clip, but if, you know... Maybe I'll start using money clip. Million dollar man? Million dollar belt money clip? What that has to do with giants? No idea. But uh, regardless, <laughs> still pretty cool. Alright, so now there's also a little the little uh, guidebook thing in here. Um, poster slash poster or whatever the case may be. So we got vote for the fourth slam star figure. Oh yeah, I already did this. See the Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns or Chris Jericho? I believe I voted for Jericho, if I remember correctly. So this slam crate was larger than life, so yep. Giants, larger than life, I get it, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a little interview with Braun Strowman. Um, it tells you what comes in the box, which was exclusive Undertaker t-shirt, exclusive WWE Slam Stars Braun Strowman collectible figure, exclusive Honor the Giant fleece blanket, exclusive Million Dollar Man, Million Dollar Money Clip, an exclusive WCW World Championship pin, which also was the WW Heavyweight Championship, um, which is more accurate, I think, given that the WWE logo is on it, even though it's actually the new WWE logo, so it doesn't even really totally make sense. But uh. And then there's a uh, poster of Braun Strowman and The Big Show, who was noticeably absent otherwise from this box. And so, yeah, so I don't know, the next next month's thing doesn't really, there's not really a teaser for that. Um, given that it's a vote thing, you don't know who's going to be the slam star, so that can't really, doesn't really give you much of a, a clue on that. But, uh, yeah, there we go, decent little box. I do like, the t-shirt's pretty cool, the fleece blanket is definitely cool. The million dollar money clip, totally cool. 
uh, the um, the uh, the uh, belt pin and uh, the figure kind of you know standard as it is this, at this point in these boxes, but still pretty cool. All right, so now let's move on to SummerSlam, the biggest party event planning committee thing of the summer. I'm watching The Office, that's why I'm, I come up came up with that. All right. <laughs> All right. Biggest party event planning party party events planning party party party. Party party party. It's time to party. Party party party. We like to party. Party party party. It's party time. Uh Andrew WK will not be here I don't think. Oh maybe well I don't know. Oh, I'm not the one planning this party or events or biggest event party of the season. All right, there are a lot of there are a lot of matches on this uh, SummerSlam card, um, but interestingly, there's a lot of people missing from the SummerSlam card, which seems weird to me, but it is what it is. Um, so let's just dive right into it. Uh, talk about some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, we got the pre-show matches. Uh, there are three pre-show matches. So the pre-show starts at five. I find this interesting because they changed up the pay-per-views after wrestlemania i think um to where um they're all going to be co-branded now but they're all starting at seven uh as opposed to eight or maybe they just change that i don't know everyone they actually changed that um to move everything up but then they didn't move up the big pay-per-views I, I i'm confused by that whole thing but uh regardless of that so pre-show starts at five the regular show starts at seven uh, there are three pre pre yeah. there are three pre show shows shows. Um, sorry, my dog is still barking at people walking by. Stop it! Let them walk by. It's fine. Um, all right, so let's start off with the first one. We got uh, Cedric Alexander defending the cruiserweight title against Drew Gulak. Uh, Drew Gulak uh, is partnered up sort of with um, Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. Whether that plays a factor in this will be to be determined. I would imagine that it will. Um, I, you know, nothing against Cedric Alexander, nothing, but I just don't feel like his title run has been all that interesting. Although maybe that's just 205 Live in general and the Cruiserweight title in general. But I think Drew Gulak, Gulak could bring a different kind of thing to it. So I'm going to go with the Drew Gulak in this scenario. Change change base, start things off with the title change too. That could be, that could uh, be interesting. Be interesting. All right. Next up, we have Rusev and Lana taking on Andrade Cien Omas and Selena Vega. Uh, Rusev and Lana have a thing going on with Aiden English, which has been back and forth. They've cost them a couple matches and stuff. And I think that's what's going to happen again. I think he's going to cost them. Um, once again, um, I think Andrade Cien Almas and Selena Vega are going to win. And then next up is a curious match, uh, confusing to me, um, from a couple different levels. Um, so the B team won the tag titles from Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy at Extreme Rules. And they've been kind of setting up a rematch between them. But then they got the revolver revival involved, revival involved. Yes, the revival revolved. 
Revolver, Revival, Revival. The Revival involved. So then it seemed like they were leading towards a triple threat match at SummerSlam. Would have made sense. But then they had the triple threat match on Raw. And B-Team won again. And they pinned Bray Wyatt. So that basically eliminated Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy from the match. And now it's just B-Team and Revival at SummerSlam. It's weird. But now Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy aren't involved at all. Whether they get involved is a different story. Um, but I do see the B-Team continuing their winning ways. And keeping the title. And speaking of Hardys, as we move on to the main card, Jeff Hardy gets his rematch against Shinke Nakamura for the U.S. title. But what's curious about this is, at Extreme Rules, and since then, Randy Orton has attacked uh, Jeff Hardy on multiple occasions. But yeah, Jeff Hardy, I mean, Randy Orton is nowhere to be found on the SummerSlam card or this match or anything. Will he get involved? Uh, most definitely. Uh, will he cost Jeff Hardy the match? I think so. Is this going to lead to a match at Hell in the Cell? Very much so. Although, actually, would it make more sense for Hardy to then win this match? Hmm. That's interesting. I'm, I'm almost going back on my theory here. But if, if Hardy wins, and then Orton attacks him, and that sets up a Hell in a Cell, maybe a Hell in a Cell match, let's be honest. Because I remember hearing Jeff Hardy was one of the big things he wanted to do when he came back was be in a Hell in a Cell match, because he never had done that before. It, would it, wouldn't it mean more to have the title, the U.S. title on the line? Shinsuke has been kind of an afterthought with the title but he hasn't really had a chance to do much with it Ah. going back and forth in this because I can see Hardy I can see Orton costing Hardy the title but I can also see Orton just attacking him after he won the title Ah, I'm going to go Hardy I'm just going to go Hardy let's do it set up Orton, Hardy, US title Hell in a Cell Next month. Yes. Alright, next up we have Finn Balor taking on Baron Corbin again. Constable Baron Corbin again. Rematch from uh, Extreme Rules. I don't see it changing. I think Finn Balor is just going to win again. Honestly, why is this match is happening again? I don't know. Um, next up we have... Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. I... I'm trying to go in some sort of semblance of order of what I think the matches might come in at, but I don't know. I have no idea. And doing them of an importance is kind of weird because there's a lot of title matches. Um, but this is the non last non-something-on-the-line match because one of them's on a title match, but we'll get to that in a minute. So Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Obviously, this has been a long time coming. Uh, they've been feuding ever since Daniel Bryan stepped in the WWE ring or NXT, as it were, originally. Um, you know, they, there's a lot of them back and forth ever since, since then. And of course, once Daniel Ryan, um, had to retire and became the uh, SmackDown general manager and Miz was there and there was a lot of, uh, fighting then. And then ultimately, you know, now that he's back and Miz moved back over to SmackDown and Miz actually beat, um, um, 
Daniel Bryan because of the brother, Blood and Brothers prior to last month in order to get the or to lose the opportunity to get the a title match. Ultimately, Rusev won that one. Anyways, but um, yeah, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of history here, so it should be a pretty good match. Now, the th- interesting thing here, though, is no one is really sure what is up with Daniel Bryan. A lot of people said he's re-signed. A lot of people saying he hasn't re-signed. His contract's supposedly up at the end of, at the beginning of September. Now, that could be the reason why they fast-tracked this, because I felt like they could have built this up more to something bigger, maybe WrestleMania. The problem is, if he's only signed to September, you got to do it now and SummerSlam is the second biggest show of the year so it kind of it's not like it not like they're doing it randomly on some third rate B pay-per-view or C pay-per-view that no one really cares about they're doing it on SummerSlam um but ultimately see if this is going to be it I kind of want I kind of think Daniel Bryan would win but if he's leaving, then The Miz would win. But if they're not, if he's sticking around and they're going to do it again, then The Miz winning makes more sense. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. So it's probably wrong. So speaking of which, going back to my NXT predictions, uh, I would bet the house on Johnny Gargano because I've gotten Tommaso Ciampa Johnny Gargano wrong the two prior times. So there's no reason why I won't get it wrong again. So put all your money on that. Um, Johnny Gargano will win because I'm going with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, just backtracking a little bit. All right, so moving on. Um, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Bludgeon Brothers defending against the New Day. Yes. So after Sanity beat the New Day in the ta- the, the six-man tag table match at Extreme Rules and was like alright now they're going to start pushing Sanity they did a tag tournament and what happens New Day beats Sanity right away and they beat him again on this this week leading into SummerSlam Sanity is nowhere to be found on the card and New Day is fighting for the tag titles again will they win him this time though hmm I don't see any reason why the Bludgeon Brothers should lose here at the same time I don't see why the New Day can't win. Um, no, 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 uh, no indication of which two of the New Day will be fighting uh, yet. But um, I, I just I don't feel like the Bludgeon Brothers lose. So I'm gonna go with the Bludgeon Brothers. All right. Next up, we have. Um, in a match for the Money in the Bank briefcase, Kevin Owens taking on Braun Strowman. If Braun Strowman loses in any any way, shape, or form, count out, disqualification, pinfall, submission, doesn't matter, he will lose the um, briefcase to Kevin Owens. Now, this is very interesting because, well, one of these guys, depending on who wins it, could cash in later in the night, and that could play a big factor. Who's going to win? Well, I've said this at Money in the Bank. When I predicted Kevin Owens was going to win, one of the reasons I didn't say Braun Strowman was because I didn't feel like Braun Strowman needed a briefcase. I feel like Braun Strowman could get a title shot pretty much whenever he wanted. So why would he need a briefcase? It's kind of more of a heelish thing, especially if he didn't cash in right away, which he didn't. 
Brock Lesnar showed up a couple times and he was nowhere to be seen to cash in. So I think it makes more sense to be on Kevin Owens. Um, it's more heelish thing to have. It makes more sense how he wins it from Braun Strowman. Probably some sort of count out or disqualification like he won last month at in the, in the uh, steel cage match. He got thrown out of the cage. Mickey. Sorry, dog's barking again. Nothing this time. There's no one even in, uh, walking by the house. Um, Alright, so yeah, I think I'm going Kevin Owens. I think it makes more sense. Um, Alright, um... Now, and in the next matchup, uh, Dolph Ziggler defending the Intercontinental title against Seth Rollins. Now, this one's weird because it's just a regular old match, which to me makes no sense given that you already had a 30-man Iron match last month, and now you're just going to do a regular match. Now, they threw in a little caveat this week because obviously, obviously Dolph Ziggler has uh, Drew McIntyre in his corner, so then they said, well, Seth Rollins is going to have someone in his corner. And of course, who is it? Yes, of course it is. Dean Ambrose returning from injury. And he is now going to be in his corner. But it's still just a regular old singles match. Um, but I think because of Dean Ambrose and being in the corner, it will be the difference. And uh, Seth Rollins will win the Intercontinental title back. All right. Next up, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship triple threat match. Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Notice Asuka, nowhere to be seen. No one's really sure where Asuka is at this point. She hasn't been on TV, I don't think, since Extreme Rules, maybe. I don't know if she's hurt or they just don't know what to do with her now. Um, But, uh, yeah, obviously Charlotte came back. She won her way into this match after Becky Lynch had won her match. So there's kind of the little feuding there between Becky Lynch and and Charlotte Flair, like subtle feuding, uh, but mostly they're focused on Carmella. But I think that's going to play a factor, and I think Carmella is going to come out ahead. I think Becky and Charlotte, one of the two is going to cost the other one, and Carmella is going to capitalize. All right, on the Raw women's side of things, we have Ronda Rousey, who I just spoke about previously and also was in Twizzler commercials as I was recording this uh, taking on Alexa Bliss who will be defending her title um, no one announced to be in their corners per se now it's kind of interesting because Alexa Bliss had been having Mickey James in her corner but she got hurt so then flip flop to Alicia Fox obviously Ronda Rousey had Natalia in her corner for a bit but Ultimately, you know, I don't know what her deal is going to be, if she's going to be at SummerSlam, you know, given the, you know, circumstance with her father passing away. Um, Sorry, big truck just driving by. I don't know what's going on today. Um, Not the most ideal uh, conditions to, to, and there's another big truck. Not the most conditions to uh, record this, but whatever. It is what it is. Um... Yeah, so I don't know if Natalia will be in her corner or not. 
Um, of course, Ember Moon was, so maybe she was. Nia Jax kind of disappeared um, from the story. I guess she got hurt, maybe, possibly. I don't know. Maybe her and Oscar are like, on vacation together. I don't know. Uh, but ultimately, I think Ronda Rousey is going to win. I think she's going to win. And then bring, the t- bring have the title going into uh, Evolution. Um, ultimately, it makes for a good story, and you know it's a big deal and a big pay-per-view, and... Yeah, I just I don't see her losing. I know she technically she won the match against Nia Jax at Money in the Bank. So, and Ronda Rousey did finally have her first match on 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 uh, Raw, which is interesting because they said when she had her match on Raw, this would be the fourth time a former UFC champion would be wrestling on Raw, and that's not quite true. So. Ken Shamrock, of yeah, obviously. Dan Severn, well, yeah, Ronda Rousey, as we pointed out. Uh, Brock Lesnar would be the other one you think of, but uh, Brock Lesnar has not had a match on Raw since he returned from UFC. Yeah, it's crazy, I know. He was scheduled to have one against Batista pretty early on, and it never happened, and <laughs> he just has never had one. Um, but we'll talk about him in a little bit. But before we get to that, uh, we have the WWE Championship match. Samoa Joe taking on AJ Styles. And no, no, this is not TNA Bound for Glory 2008. This is WWE SummerSlam 2018. Yes, yes, I know they have wrestled. Samoa Joe and, a- and AJ Styles have wrestled numerous times. In fact, I put together a little spreadsheet to figure out how many times they had just just in NXT, or not NXT, sorry, in TNA, um, they wrestled, at least were involved in the same match together, and this is just pay-per-view, mind you, 17 different times. Um, let's see, one, two, three. Surprisingly, of those 17 different times, though, only four of them were singles matches. Um, and one of those was kind of a weird one uh Samojo won two of those singles matches no sorry Samojo won three of those singles matches and uh AJ won one but that was a no DQ this no DQ match with Ric Flair was in AJ Styles corner and Eric Bischoff was ref so I'm assuming there was some sort of shenanigans going on there um actually they never wrestled at Bound for Glory so my bad <laughs> And then there was a bunch of tag matches and King of the Mountains and four ways and triple threat. A lot of triple threats with Christopher Daniels. Um, yeah, so they were actually on the same team a couple times. So a lot of times they were involved in matches together. This is the first one that I could think of in WWE. I don't know when else they would have because Samoa Joe was in NXT and then Raw. AJ's been on SmackDown the whole time. And yeah. So, yeah. But, um, so Samoa Joe has a slight edge, historically, over AJ Styles. But that was in TNA, and we don't talk, no one talks about TNA. So, uh, you're not allowed to talk about it. I guess you can, sort of, but, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so, honestly, I think they're gonna go the distance here with AJ to SummerSlam. You know, I mean, sorry, to WrestleMania. You know, if I had to make a prediction, and this obviously is a big, big uh, 
what if our scenario or questionable um, whether or not Daniel Bryan resigns or not because I feel like if Daniel Bryan resigns ultimately Daniel Bryan will win the Royal Rumble and ultimately will fight AJ Styles at Wrestlemania uh, 35 in New York and probably win Uh, but if he doesn't resign that's obviously not going to happen but I feel like I don't think they're ready yet to take the title off of of AJ. I think AJ wins. Keeps the title. Could lead to another match down the line, definitely, but I don't think he's going to lose the title. All right, and finally, in the main event of the evening, um, once again, it is Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. Now you're saying, wait a minute, how the hell did that happen? Didn't Bobby Lashley just beat Roman Reigns on the previous pay-per-view? Yes, he did. Bobby Lashley beat Roman Reigns on the previous pay-per-view, only to then both of them have won triple threat matches and face each other again, and Roman Reigns won. And then Bobby Lashley isn't even on the card. Also on the card is Elias. Now, Elias and Bobby Lashley have been kind of going back and forth. Uh, Elias says he's going to have a performance at SummerSlam after... He performs at the Gramercy on Saturday. Uh, Gramercy Theater, I guess it's called, right before NXT is. Um, so go check it out if you're in New York. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're not on the card, neither of them. So I feel like that's going to... There's going to be something involving them. Maybe not a match, per se, because it's not scheduled, but definitely something. Uh, I'm sure... Uh, Elias will come out and do a little concert thingy and then uh, Bobby Lashley will interrupt and they'll have some sort of something will happen. I feel like that's already happened, but I feel like it, I feel like it's happened multiple times, but uh, it'll happen again. And Bobby Lashley will not be, have an actual match in Elias either, which is interesting. But regardless of that, the focus here is Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar finally came back to Raw after not being on since April. And um, he didn't want to come out to the crowd. And Angle told uh, told Heyman, if he doesn't come out, you're going to be fired. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. And it was funny because even though Lesnar said he didn't care about the WWE, he didn't care about whatever... Wasn't going to come out. All this stuff. Lesnar actually did more work on this episode of Raw than he's probably done since he's been back to WWE. Uh, there was a lot of backstage segments. A lot of a lot of whatever. And then ultimately he did come out and he F5'd uh, Kurt Angle. Got in Heyman's face. Seemingly fired Heyman. Only to then, a couple weeks later, or last week I guess, Heyman had an interview and was all upset that you know, he lost his friend and blah, blah, blah. And Roman Reigns can't win unless. Unless what? Well, this week we found that out. Uh, unless Roman Reigns signs up with Paul Heyman and offered him a contract and blah, blah, blah. But of course it was all ruse. Heyman then sprayed Les, uh, sprayed Roman with uh, pepper spray or whatever. And then Lesnar came out and beat up Roman Reigns headed into SummerSlam. So that's where we're at. Here's the thing. No one knows what Lesnar's deal is. 
Supposedly, he's going to have a meeting about his future with WWE prior to SummerSlam like he did at WrestleMania. Um, no one knows exactly what his con- his deal was after that. Supposedly, it was to run through SummerSlam, which not not surprising. A lot of people then speculated, oh, it was just that one match. But obviously, he's still here. He's still the champion. So, you know, going to be at least two matches. <laughs> but then what? You know, obviously he's got this supposed fight happening with Daniel Cormier at some point. Although, him testing, uh, going through the testing, um, steroid testing or whatever, it can't happen um, until at least next year. January at the earliest, supposedly. Uh, So what that means, who knows. But, could he do both? Could. He's done it before. But would they keep him as a champion and do both? could but then where does the money in the bank play into this see that's the thing the money in the bank's the key to this so i said kevin owens gonna win it but that's less likely that kevin owens would then cash in braun Strowman keeps it i could see braun Strowman cashing in in um but who wins i feel like it'd be more likely that braun Strowman or kevin owens if either of them were going to cash in, would cash in on Roman Reigns rather than Brock Lesnar after Roman Reigns would beat Brock Lesnar. But all this stuff about Ro- like Brock Lesnar wanting to be dual champions and whatever, it's kind of got me second-guessing. And all this stuff about, well, maybe Lesnar's not leaving, it got me second-guessing, you know, because previous two times I said Roman Reigns was going to win, and they didn't. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times. What the hell are we even talking about here? But at the same time, you know, Lesnar wants to come back and do stuff. He doesn't need to be the champion to do that. Um, And who knows what happens with UFC and all that. Um, So it's hard to then keep the title on him. But I could see him still winning and then then, uh, Braun Strowman cashing in or something like that. But... um, I just, I just got. I'm feeling Roman Reigns gonna cash in, or Roman Reigns gonna win, and then, then someone's gonna cash in. Whether it's Owens or Strowman, I feel like we're gonna cash in. I feel like we get cash ins a lot at SummerSlam. Yeah, I've seen it before. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. That might be it. Yeah, so there we go. That's uh, SummerSlam, biggest party event planning party summer event thingy of the summer party event. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, that happens Sunday. Barclays pre-shows at 5. Show that starts at 7. Check it out. Free on the WWE Network for new subscribers. It's also on regular pay-per-view, I think. I don't know how much it is. Probably like 60 bucks or something. Or 65 maybe. I don't really know. Uh, but there we go. All right, thanks for listening. Um, As always, you can subscribe on um, uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Go to the blog at razorbader.blogspot.com. Check me out on Twitter at Razorbader. Let me know what you think is going to happen at SummerSlam. Let me know what you think of the the podcast. Let me know what you think of Better Call Saul. I don't know, whatever, any, any, any and all of what I talked about. Did you buy an Xbox by mistake on on an eBay? I don't know. Maybe you did. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Probably be, I don't, I don't know. 
I do have a fantasy draft coming up, which I may do a fantasy draft again. But I also want to talk about All In. There's also the Emmys to talk about. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. So, um, unfortunately, it will not be a Friday the 13th podcast. You have to wait another year for that. So, I don't know. I'll be back in a couple next week, maybe two weeks. I don't know. Some some sort of weeks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we got there's plenty of stuff going on. You know, we've got the start of the NFL season coming up, too. Uh, obviously, uh, MLB is uh, rolling along uh, into the into the uh, you know final stages of the pennant race and into the playoffs. Uh, before you know it, NBA and NHL are going to start up. We got both those. Uh, uh, we got the NF- NBA schedule last week, so now we know that. Um, yeah, some, tons of stuff going on. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll talk about it all here in the One Man Renegade Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. In the ring at this time, the challengers to my left from the Soviet Union, weighing 313 pounds, Nikolai Volkov. To my right, his partner from Tehran, Iran, weighing 258 pounds, the Iron Sheik. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Volkov requests that you all rise and respect his singing of the Soviet National Anthem. Get him.